economic condition, but the absolute unknown brand. But I think it taught everybody at all levels to get out there and hustle and pitch business and work hard. You are listening to The Stream UK, an Allison and Partners podcast. Get out the balloons and light the birthday candles, because this month Allison and Partners turns 20 years old. Yes, a full 20 years ago, Scott Allison and Andy Hardy-Brown sat down to sketch out a plan for a new fledgling agency, with a dream to create a new kind of business. Two decades later, and Allison and Partners is one of the most exciting names in the PR industry worldwide. From its home in California, Allison and Partners has expanded into more than 30 cities across North America, Europe, the Middle East, and Asia. At any time of the day, odds are there's someone in the world working in an Allison and Partners office. Hello. And welcome to The Stream UK, an Allison and Partners podcast. Each month, we provide you with the latest insights and analysis from the world of marketing and communications. This month, we have a special 20th anniversary edition of the podcast, which I think you're going to like. I'm very pleased to say that this episode, I was able to speak with Scott Allison, founder and CEO of Allison and Partners, to find out more about the agency's past, present, and future. So Scott, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. If you could take us back to the early days of the agency and what the PR world was like in 2001, and I guess on top of that, why did it seem like it was a good time for a new type of agency? Well, I think as obviously as we're reflecting now, you know, 20 years later since the launch, you really need to go back to the summer of 2001 when Andy and I sat down in, you know, alley in San Francisco at a small cafe. And really, it was not a good time in the agency business. A lot of people that you know weren't there at the time were in the throes of the dot-com crash, which really was probably the most disruptive thing I've been through since I've had 30-plus years in the agency business. There was the complete collapse of the dot-com economy. Agencies were seeing massive scalebacks. I mean, layoffs that have been unprecedented. Some large agencies letting go of 70 80% of their staff. So it was a fairly dire time to be in the agency business. And I think Andy, our, my reflection is we were working at another agency was it doesn't seem sustainable. The firm that we were at was very focused on emerging technology, but the feeling was we felt we could build a solid agency. We could do it better. Uh, I think we were disturbed how the, the culture and morale at many agencies was quite low. We thought, you know, we can build something that will attract people and clients, you know, you know, colleagues and clients that want to stay for a long time. And so with that backdrop, we, we launched the company on September 4th, 2001. Uh, we like to joke that we had a great first week in business because then immediately a week later we were hit with 9-11 and terrorist attacks. And, you know, I think we all reflect where we were at that time. And I remember sitting in this small conference room, you know, looking at the small band of colleagues that had just launched this agency and glancing at Andy and, you know, kind of very sobering to realize this was not something we had planned on. We were a very, very undercapitalized fledgling business and, and the road ahead was going to be daunting. So you mentioned there the impact of the 9-11 attacks on, on the foundation of the agency. What would you say were the short-term and the long-term impacts that that had on the character that Allison Partners has today? Well, I think the short-term impact is you saw immediate client losses and we were now faced with a severe recession 
a very rattled economy, uh, a very, you know, emotionally charged, you know, environment and a great deal of sadness, I think, as we had to, to move forward. I think what it did, though, is it, it provided this just can-do spirit. You know, failure was not an option and everybody just really dug in and really worked to keep this small company going. And I think we were really forced to learn how to sell and really get out there and market ourselves. No one knew the Allison and Partners brand. And so we had to get out there and overcome not only a very dire economic condition, but the absolute unknown brand. But I think it taught everybody at all levels to get out there and hustle and pitch business and work hard. I always remember though, you know, it was a 60 minutes piece on the Normandy invasion and they were walking the beach with soldiers. It was, I believe it was the 50th anniversary. And these folks were just looking, man, I don't know how we did that. And I kind of think the same way as you look in hindsight, you knew everything that we were up against and the thought of, I don't know how we pulled this off, but there was an incredible human spirit at the time and colleagues that were really focused on keeping this business going. Yeah, but it was a very, very difficult first first year and a half, really. And of course, in those early days, it was a relatively small team. And, you know, it's so important that that team is is all pulling in the same direction. I suppose finding people that you can really trust can potentially be difficult. So how did you know that your fellow founders and also the early employees on the team were the right people to go into business with? Well, I think we were very fortunate because, you know, Andy and I had worked together for a couple of years at Connors Communications. He had hired me at Connors Communications. You know, we worked very closely for two years together. And I think you know, we had a, a real understanding of mutual core values, how we approach business, how we felt about, you know, really caring for others, creating a non-hierarchical political free kind of company that we, we believed in. So we had a chance to work together closely for a couple of years. Uh, Scott Pansky and I had, had worked together already for many, many years at another a small agency in San Diego, and then we had recruited him. So these were, these were deep personal relationships with the folks that were there. Jonathan Hype, somebody who had been there since the beginning, we had worked with him. So when we basically, we acquired the San Francisco and Los Angeles offices of, of Connors Communications to launch this company. So we had, we had worked with everybody and at the founder level knew everybody really well. I mean, these were relationships based on friendship and trust. And I think that gave us the foundation to build the company. And I'm glad that you mentioned the word foundation there because it's really from that foundation that Allison and Partners has, of course, grown into the business that it, it is today. So I suppose looking a few years further down from uh, the foundation of the company, can you describe a little bit more about the process of opening the first additional offices? And at what point did you feel that this was a business that really could expand into new cities and potentially new markets? Well, I think if you looked at the, the first two years, it was just survival, you know, survival of the fittest. You know, I think the, the economy was very rough in 2001, 2002, and really going into 2003. By 2003, there was a, a level of exhaustion setting in with a number of agencies. No, a number of agencies went out of business in 03 because just the recovery had not come as quickly as people had hoped. We started to see some momentum in 2003. We started adding a couple of really strong clients. We started working with uh, Deloitte. We started working with a company called Aramark. 
And we started to see some momentum. And then we realized too that a successful footprint really needed to have New York. And we felt that New York was going to be a real strong location to have San Francisco, Los Angeles, and then to venture into New York would really give us the coastal scale that we felt that we really needed. So it was really that push into New York and so excited that Linda Burns, the colleague that opened the New York office, is, is still with us today. It's been a real, real key to our success. you've talked there about growth across new markets uh, in the United States, but today Alison Partners is in over 30 cities uh, around the world, which is why, of course, I'm able to talk to you from, from London. And my question is, with offices in very different countries and cultures, how have you found the process of keeping that core company culture alive? Well, I think if you look at the basic foundation of the company, you know, really having quality individuals, mutual respect, treat people well, this non-hierarchical environment. I think those principles can play out around the world. However, the global expansion has, has been one of the most um, greatest opportunities and, and greatest challenges. I think one of the challenges that many U.S. companies fall under is they try to just take a U.S. principles and push it around the world. And you have to really focus on, on listening. You know, I look at the, you know, we are backed by many British citizens who, who run our, our London office. And, and the same can be said for Germany and France and certainly the operation throughout Asia. But understanding local cultures and really adapting to that and respecting that is a, is a big part of this. But I think the core values and the foundational beliefs that we had have proven to play out, you know, around the world. And there's no greater joy, I think, for Andy and I when we're visiting offices around the world that it truly feels like it's an A&P culture, would be it Singapore, London, or Tokyo. It really does feel like the, the same company, even though we've adapted to the different and the richness of local cultures. I can certainly vouch for that. I remember when I went to visit the New York office, it felt just like walking back into a home office again. It, it really wasn't that different, just being on a slightly different part of the planet. You mentioned there are things that bring you joy working working across different offices. Now that the agency is 20 years old, what would you say you're most proud of? What brings you the most joy? I think that well, it's so great to see people that maybe have started their careers with us you know, when they were like entry-level first job and now are partners in the company and have just seen, you've watched them grow up at the agency. Oftentimes they might've been right out of school, single, and then you see them develop into parents and, and get married and having children and, and just seeing their growth and how they've experienced in their career. And so many of the partners in the firm right now started their careers with us at, at a much younger age and seeing them progress has been, you know, incredibly a lot of joy in seeing that. I think the other thing I take great pride, I, I know Andy does as well, is that from a very fledgling start, nine people in two offices, you know, we, we now have roughly 600 people, but these are great jobs that we've created. These are jobs that, you know, pay a good salary, pay all your benefits. And I think job creation is one of the most important economic drivers we have. And I think sometimes that that is undervalued. 
but something that we're incredibly proud of. Does the agency look the way that you expected it to back in 2001? I mean, of course, you can't have predicted everything, but if you were thinking ahead, is there anything that's really surprised you about how things have turned out? Well, it's a question we get asked a lot, Andrew. Uh, did you ever think, and the quick answer is no. I mean, honestly, at the very beginning, it was, can we build a decent agency? Early on, can we survive? I had two small kids that I had to take care of. In the initial days, we didn't know if we could make it as a company. And then after that, obviously, we've enrolled and expanded through the U.S. I, I think the surprise has been the global reaction and how two humble folks, you know, launching this business, that it would really lead to this global growth, the major clients that have given us an opportunity. It was, you know, a client roster was quite small in the beginning. And, you know, to look at the roster that we have now of just absolute world-class brands that have entrusted us to do their work around the, the world, I don't think we could have ever anticipated that. been amazing to see. And again, thinking back to 2001 and your past self, if you had a time machine, what would you go back and tell yourself? I think that, you know, if you those early days, it would have been just relax a bit. The, the stress was enormous, but I think it would have been, you know, don't fear other agencies. I think in the big, in the early days, we felt maybe a, a lack of self-esteem. Like, could we really compete with the biggest agencies? And I think my advice would go for it. You can compete with anybody. This little fledgling company can do the work as well as any agency in the world and climb every mountain. So we've covered the past, we've covered the present. I want to take a look at the future. And I know this might be way too far ahead to be thinking, but let's just for fun, have a look at the next 20 years and, and looking ahead to the year 2041. What do you think the industry is going to look like then? Do you have any predictions that you might want to make? Well, I think this this rapid evolution, you know, the PR business has evolved quite a bit since not only I started Alison Partners and we launched that, but even in my own career in PR. And I think you're going to see this rapid as it continues to get into more integrated communications. But I believe it, it really is a golden age right now for PR companies. The opportunities that we have to do integrated work, so many more things that you can get involved in than when I started, you know, 30 plus years ago. And I think you're going to see a continuation of that. It's going to be a merging of technology, technology platforms. I think you're going to see a lot more around you know, AI and the integrated piece, much more around data analytics. But I don't think that precludes having smart people and strategic analysis. And I think you're going to see more and more of that. I think we learned during the pandemic, there was an absolute critical need for agencies in the strategic council. We were providing clients on internal communication, external communications. But I think you'll just see an evolution of tools that professionals and communication professionals will be able to invoke. But I think, you know, the agency business will continue to expand and grow rapidly over the next 20 years. And I think Allison and Partners will, will be a big part of that. Uh, in 2041, I'll be a bit older, probably a bit grayer. But I do think that the next generation of folks that we have coming up through the ranks are absolutely well equipped and poised to take advantage of the change that will really propel the company forward. But I, I think very bright future for Allison and partners and for the, the agency industry. 
No, absolutely. And I, I love looking ahead at those future predictions. It always puts people on the spot. And don't worry, we won't be looking back at this in 20 years' time and holding you to any of it. Finally, as one one last question for you. There might be people listening who potentially are thinking about whether or not to start their own agency, or they might be in the early days of their own agency. What advice might you give those people who are looking to start an agency today in 2021? I really encourage entrepreneurship and would be very flattered if we had a, a colleague, former colleague that launched their, their own agency or, or anybody else that was thinking about starting their own agency. I think you will learn, you know, very quickly that it's it's very difficult to to build a business, and the number of challenges that are thrown in front of you. I think when you're an employee, as I've been an employee in the past, you don't really understand the enormous challenges and decisions that you have to make to run a business. I think a lot of outsiders might say, "Oh, I, if I was in charge, I would do this." The reality is, is when you're presented with all the information and challenges, most people will make similar decisions, but I wouldn't shy away from it. I think the nice thing about starting an agency, the the barrier to entry is actually quite low. I mean, you can look at, you know, a WeWorks office space and a couple laptop computers, and you could have the birth of an agency. I think you really need to decide though, as I've advised, you know, folks that are looking at this, do you want to really build an agency, a company, or are you really looking to just do more of kind of freelance consulting type of work? And I think that's a very big decision to make. Um, do you want to take on the responsibility of having employees and, and what comes with that and what you need to do to be a responsible employer? But I wouldn't discourage anybody. I think the opportunities are out there. And I think there's always room for an evolution and revolution of great new companies that, that get launched. And I think it keeps everybody on their toes, too, to keep progressing. think that 20 years goes by incredibly fast and it's funny the backstory is when when we launched the company I really did not want to put my name on it I had it was two months of you know the team really pushing and we went through numerous numerous ideas for names and you know finally it was settled on that we we would go with with Allison but for me it was absolutely imperative and the only way I would do it is if it was called Allison and Partners and I really believe that that has been the critical point of our success. Not only now do we have 24 formal partners in the company around the world, but I look at you know everybody as a, a strategic partner and a, a contributor. And you know that 20 years, and I, I just wrote it in a blog post. Whether it was somebody that was only with the company for six months or has been with the company for close to 20 years, just incredibly grateful for all of those contributions to our success. And it's been a cast of hundreds, you know, in the thousands of people that have really contributed and helped to build this company. Thank you so much to Scott for joining us on this episode of the podcast. And thank you to you, of course, our fantastic listeners. If you'd like to find out more about Allison and Partners and its 20-year journey, there's loads more at allisonpr.co.uk. And while you're at it, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss the latest episode. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can always find out more at allisonpr.co.uk forward slash stream. Thanks for stopping by.